everyone, Laura Moore here. Before we jump into today's podcast with the amazing Shelley from The Perfect Diamond, I wanted to share some huge news for our upcoming Sydney Jewelry Industry Fair this August. One thing we always try to do with our events is create memorable and worthwhile experiences. We want each guest to come to our fairs and gain actual tangible value from attending. We know that traveling and taking the time out of your business can sound quite tricky, but it's a necessity when you want to grow the business and develop it to its next stage. The Jewelry Industry Fair is built to provide multiple benefits to you as a guest and member of the industry. So no matter what role you have in the industry, the fair has an activity, presentation, exhibitor or fringe event that will be beneficial to you and your business. We take great care and attention to consider the needs of all of you and all of our exhibitors, knowing that attending a fair really is an investment in your business. It's for that reason that we are investing in you and in this event. So we are thrilled to be bringing over from Italy the wonderful, globally sought after Paola De Luca from Trends Vision and The Futurist. Paola is a leading strategic trends forecaster working in the luxury and jewellery sectors. Her first job was working with Fendi, launching their first jewellery collection under the direction of Karl Lagerfeld and Carla Fendi. Since that time, Paola has had an extensive and impressive career working with Harry Winston, Sorotsky, Giorgio Armani and many other prestigious luxury brands, giving her a wealth of insights into the trends of global fashion houses and fine jewellery. In 2002, she launched the Jewellery Trends Book, which was the first forecasting publication for the jewellery and watch industry and is now an integral part of Vicenza Oro. She works with global programs, design projects, bioeducational programs, government organisations, manufacturers, researchers and market trends focused projects. Paola is an absolute powerhouse in the global jewellery industry and we are beyond excited and honoured to welcome her to her first visit to Australia and her first time speaking at an Australian industry event. Paola will be both on stage and conducting an intimate workshop with our guests discussing global trends and what to look for with the jewellery consumer for the years ahead as their buying patterns change and tastes evolve. Seeing Paola speak live and share her knowledge really is a privilege, so we are beyond excited to bring her to the Jewelry Industry Fair where all of our guests can see and meet with her and use her vast knowledge and insights to strengthen their businesses. For industry suppliers, designers, retailers and bench jewellers, she is an absolute must-see as her presentations prepare our market for the years ahead. I warmly welcome you to attend the Jewelry Industry Fair in Sydney this August the 26th to the 28th at the Carriage Works to hear from our internationally recognised jewellery experts and build your business with our exhibitors. You can find all the details on our website, sydney.jewelleryindustryfair.com. We can't wait to see you there. Now onto today's podcast. Welcome to the Jewellers Podcast, the podcast that speaks to jewellers, retailers and industry supporters about their experiences and insights into the jewellery industry. The Jewellers Podcast is hosted by Laura Moore. Welcome everybody to the next episode of the Jewellers Podcast. Today I'm really excited because I'm actually in Adelaide with a Sydney cider who's flown here to hang out with me and record the Jewellers Podcast. <laughs> I'm here with Shelley Betteroff from The Perfect Diamond. She's the founder and owner of the company based in Sydney and I'd love to welcome Shelley to the Jewellers Podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me and it's really good to be here in person to have this conversation with you for your podcast. Thank yeah. you. No, pleasure. Thanks for coming all the way down here. We've got lunch after so I'm more yep. excited about that I have to say, which be really nice. Yeah, I show off I some so. Adelaide hotspots. Yep, absolutely. Looking forward to it. 
Um, Shelley, tell us a bit about The Perfect Diamond and your business and um, what you do. The Perfect Diamond is a jewellery business. We are in Sydney CBD in the beautiful St. James Trust building. So I am a diamond specialist and jewellery designer where I sit down with clients and figure out what type of diamond they're looking for and what type of jewellery they're looking for and creating either engagement rings or fine jewellery for their special occasions, whether it's birthdays, anniversaries, push presents, Christmas, <laughs> Easter, christening. Easter? Easter oh, diamond presents. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a jewellery piece for absolutely every occasion. Love it. I'm, I'm going to put that on my next Easter list because <laughs> chocolate, I'm done with that. I need a diamond. Give me a diamond egg. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, amazing. And how long have you been in business? When did you start your company? So, uh, the Perfect Diamond, three and a bit years now. Okay. And you've been in the industry before that. You were working for other people? Yes. Yeah, I was background? in the, I uh, started with Gregory's many, many years ago. And then I went to another company for seven years, Gregory's for three years, and then decided to open my own thing. Okay, cool. What made you decide to do that? Oh, <laughs> well, at the last job that I was at for seven years, I really felt like towards the end, there was no pathway for my career where it became really repetitive and I was losing that passion and losing that drive. And I realized that I needed something a bit more than what the company could offer me. Mm. And at the end, I just decided to take a leap of faith mm. and dive deep just before COVID <laughs> and decided to open a business and just, you know, see where it goes. I was ready to fail. I was ready to succeed. But I just had to do it to wow. find out what I was really made out of. Yeah, good on you. How, how did you prepare to be ready to fail? I mean, I didn't prepare to fail, but in my mind, I was ready to either succeed and just own it, or if it was going to fail, I was ready for that as well. Mm. That's amazing because I think like my part of so many people's apprehension to start a business is yeah. because they're scared of failing or of it not going super well. So I think if you're somehow mentally prepared that you want to take the leap regardless of what happens yeah. and give you you know give yourself a shot Absol that's pretty Absol absolutely. amazing consistency over time it doesn't matter what industry you're in it's going yeah. to always give you the best results if you're going to fail all you need to do is just get up and pivot yeah right? <laughs> pivot you just pivot change your game plan and just try and make it work if it doesn't work yeah you don't know because you miss 100 percent of the shots that you do not take exactly right. yeah exactly right good quote i like that one What's your process when you sit down with a client? I remember you um, said once that not every client is for you. Yeah. Client, clients often will go to different places and shop for their jeweler, shop for the, the, the best deal or the best design or the best diamond. And they, they choose their jeweler based on you know what they feel, who, who they connect best with. But as jewelers, it's a two-way street. We also get to choose the type of client that we service. Mm. Like I know for a fact that I'm not the right jeweler for everyone, mm. but I'm the right jeweler for someone. Mm. So I was thinking that it's a really um, empowering position to be in when you can say that you can choose your clients. And I've spoken to a couple of different business owners, not even just in the jewelry industry, but yeah. in general, yeah. who are like, you know, when you are in that position, you know, you have chosen to be in that position as far as having a business in order to give yourself the freedom to do what you want in yeah, your business. Yeah. And that has to include saying working yes. with the people yes. that you want to work with. And, yes, saying yes saying and yes. knowing when to say, sorry, but my product or service isn't for it, you. It doesn't quite fit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's great because I think um, a lot of us get trapped into just saying yes, yes to, to everything. everything. Especially when you're a new business as well, you often are the yes woman or the yes man. You're saying yes to everything. Yeah. 
I'm seeing more and more people, jewellery consultation businesses or where they've got studios and they're doing, you know, private appointments, they're actually promoting that on their website and, you know, booking sort of like different sort of time slots. You have that on your website where you can actually like book an engagement ring consultation. How do you find that works for you? It is honestly the best. Before implementing the booking system that I have now, it was a nightmare. Yeah. Back and forth, forth and back, cancelling, rescheduling, showing up, not showing up. It was just a headache. Now it's uh, on a platform where you just jump online, you book your time and you choose which appointment, wedding bands, resize, the reveal, which is picking up your jewellery piece, engagement ring. Um, it makes everything very easy mm. and transparent and it frees up more of your time to do other things. So they can then go in as well and like change their booking and Absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, that must be a huge weight off I your shoulders it, a bit. every business needs a booking system. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You, you mentioned your reveal um, and I noticed that's one of the things <laughs> you can book in to do. Yes. It's one of the best things on your social media Thank platforms. You. It's so cool to see people's faces light up Thank when you. they open their yeah. box. How does that work for you? So the reveal is such a special part of the process because it's that first moment where the groom or the bride or the person seeing their custom piece of jewellery for the first time and often it is the male that's picking up. I I like to film it and then later on share it with them so that the bride can see what his reaction was. Oh, that's so nice. It's a a magical moment because once he sees it, you can't replicate that moment. It's It's one it's just a one moment in time yeah it's just one moment in time yeah it's, yeah it's really really special to capture just that essence in that moment yeah it's like the like the most um popular photos from a wedding and when the groom yes. turns around and sees yeah. the bride yeah it's no different to and that also, that's perfect and also five years ten years down the track mm. how nice would it be just to reflect mm. and think this is when my husband mm. picked my ring designed mm. my ring picked my diamond mm. and that was the moment he picked it up and yeah know, the proposal photos and wedding photos it's just a nice yeah. Nice, nice moment. I think it's a bit underrated that the the bride um, often loves the fact that their husband helps design yeah. and be part of that whole ring yeah. process, even if it's not necessarily what she might have designed for herself. The fact that he's been involved and done it yeah. for her is like so much more special and meaningful and meaningful yeah. yeah and i think like you know i think every woman would fall in love with the piece just because he picked it picked it for yeah. her i think that's really nice and also to add to that if the brides could see how much effort and love yeah these partners put into their ring yeah like they'd be just so surprised yeah. the times that they had to leave work early to come in for their appointment to come in to view their diamond to come in to do the review yeah. and then had to lie to their partner say yeah. they're, they're going, to, going to soccer practice or something but really they're organizing the engagement ring yeah 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 you could send them like an entire schedule of what happened what before doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where your man was exactly yeah, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. You've got some beautiful pieces on your website. You obviously specialise in engagement rings and other sort of, um, you know, gorgeous diamond pieces. But what are your bread and butter products? Do you have ranges that you would never move away from? Or do you sort of always look for something a little bit new? Um, are you it's, it's led always, by fashionable trends? Yeah, it's always evolving. Uh, my Besides the engagement rings and the wedding bands, which is what we predominantly do, the fine jewellery side is constantly evolving. Mm. Um, I'm always looking for a, a new love story that I can kind of design a piece of jewellery for to reflect, like the kissing diamond, for example, oh, is two, yeah. two diamonds coming together that are kissing like two halves of a whole love, um, or the diamond, dainty diamond initials. Mm, it's constantly evolving and changing and new things are coming up. And at the moment, we've got the 
hydrothermal emeralds, which are oh, green emeralds, nice. lab-grown. Beautiful. Constantly moving and changing. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of lab-grown, yes. how do you... <laughs> the hot topic on oh. everyone's lips. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are your thoughts around lab-grown diamonds? Do you use them when you need to? Do you get lots of clients asking for them? Where Where I stand, okay. I think every client comes to me with a different situation, different financial situation, different expectations, different experiences. Some love lab-grown, some only want naturally mined. Now, for me, I think it's important to always give the right information to the buyer about the pros and the cons of both and then let them decide what's best for them because not everyone comes from the same situation, same background, same financial Mm. kind of setup. Mm. So... The information is all there, education's on the table, and mm-hmm. I just let clients decide which is best for them. Yeah, yeah. Now, perfect. what do I personally think? I wear a mixture of both, lab-grown and naturally mined. I think for fine jewellery, lab-grown is great. Engagement ring, that just really depends on the individual. Yeah. You know, what you value in your diamond, where yep. it comes from, and how much money you want to spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Personally, you'd go mined, diamond, natural diamond. Oh, for your engagement ring, I I mean I I you know I own a few diamonds and they're, they're mixed. Some are mine, some are yeah. um, lab grown. I think if I were to get married, I wouldn't mind a nice juicy five carat lab grown. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wouldn't say no to the size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, I've been looking at a few. Well, just seeing the prices change so rapidly it's recently crazy. as well. Yeah, so we um we had a good chat with um with some suppliers recently about. Um, how the prices have changed and even with naturals as well. Mm. Have you seen that yeah. in what you're buying for your clients? The naturals have gone down a yes. bit too? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, mm. Decreasing in price as well. Yeah, so it's interesting to see where the market's going to go is, in a couple of years. It is so interesting to, mm. to think where will our diamond market be in, mm. in five years and ten years? Mm. What would the value of these stones be? Mm. Yes, yeah. it's quite yeah, it's quite interesting. I think we're sort of at the precipice of finding out a lot more and yet still at the beginning of mm. what that next journey is going to be for it because with the technology sort of changing quite rapidly even still, you know, and the price fluctuating so rapidly but also not but won't probably go much lower than what it currently yeah. is. It's yeah, it's sort of it's hard to know what's going to happen in the next I, couple of years. Can I just say I would absolutely love to see more coloured diamonds yeah. of labrador Labs. origins in the market. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, yeah. That would be really good. Just more pinks, more blues, more purples. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that would be fantastic. I'd certainly be wanting yeah. a green diamond. I reckon I'd go for green. Yeah. Yeah. Emeralds on my hit list next as well. Yeah, emeralds are beautiful. <laughs> pop of, of colour. Yeah, pop of colour. The Perfect Diamond is um, is a beautiful business in that it's not only perfect for its clients, but you're a very strong, independent business owner and your business is growing and flourishing regardless of what sort of input other businesses have on you or the industry has on you. Do you how do you find you run your business by yourself, yeah. but also without any input from industry bodies or any industry support? To answer that question, I always kind of reflect back on Anna Wintour's quote, when you look left and the right of you, you lose your creativity. You must always focus in your own lane and look ahead of you. Mm. So that's what I always try to do. I try Mm. to shut out anything else around me and try to focus on my lane. And I mean, when you say support from 
the industry. Mm. Can you explain a bit more what you what you specifically mean by that part? Well, I think there's there's a a lot of people, a lot of new businesses that we're seeing that are coming up and emerging that are have not ever been attached to any industry membership group or any that would be myself for sure yeah or any sort of industry body and we're just seeing so many um people come through that are you know the younger families younger couples younger women that are starting their businesses and not just starting they've been in business for a couple of years now and they're killing it you guys are doing such an amazing Mm. job and it's so refreshing to see (laughs) such um strength in what you guys are providing your clients without it necessarily you know being attached to what has been the past way that the industry has sort of been made up of I suppose my question is more how you have built your business what support you have been able to bring together for the growth of your business and where that's come from I think for me I'm very fortunate to have 10 years of experience within my industry before opening my business which meant that as I kind of grew and grew and became more experienced, there was an audience that also followed me through those years that mm. were, you know, people that I went to school with maybe or people that I knew in uni and we kind of all grew and evolved and it got to a stage where I entered into, you know, your, your mid-20s and people starting to think about engagement rings and getting engaged and I kind of had an audience as I went through um, the jewellery, my, my jewellery career, I guess. Mm. And when I opened The Perfect Diamond, I had already kind of positioned myself where there were already people, you know, looking for engagement rings and they kind of knew already, sh- you know, Shelly, she does diamonds. I yeah. don't know anyone that does diamonds. Shelly does diamonds and she, she went to school with me. She went to uni with yeah. me. She used to work with me. Yeah. And I'd get people just reaching out, asking, hey, are you still in diamonds? I need some help. Can you give me some guidance? Because a lot of people that are just starting out in diamonds, like looking for engagement rings, they don't know what they're looking for. Yeah. They're so confused with all the information. They don't know where to start. They don't know what the four C's is, yeah. four C's are. And they've sometimes never even seen a diamond before. Mm. So I then had become, you know, first point of contact and answering questions and educating yeah. and doing whatever I can to give out the right information and the right guidance for brides and grooms creating their engagement rings for their partners. Yeah, nice. I think that's a really, it's interesting because there's, and this is where it's quite um, a different landscape to what it was 10, 20 years ago, where there's more people like you doing more specialised consultancy Mm. where you sit down with your client and you get to know who they are, you understand their relationship, you understand their background, you want to design for them as opposed to going, well, this is what we offer and you can take your pick based on what we have. I always say I'm not just a diamond specialist, but I'm the the therapist as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they come in, we just start talking about family life, what's been going on. Yeah, 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 that's right. You probably find out their whole relationship story and, yeah. It's it's actually just, it's magical because when I first started, you'd have grooms proposing to their partners, brides proposing to their partners, and now, they're having their first child, second child, yeah. and it's just it's a magical journey for for me as a jeweler to watch these young families grow and expand and buy their first home and buy an investment and get get the pet and have their second yeah. child. Yeah, I mean sometimes we get the I'm divorced now I need another ring. <laughs> yeah, of course. Often. 
Yeah, of course. <laughs> we haven't been in business long enough yet. So yeah. three years, give it set another five, yeah. six years, and you'll get more divorce rings. <laughs> so get ready for yeah. that range. Yeah, that's really good. I think it's it's great that um, I think, you know, you've tapped into that life cycle of your client mm. and how you can, you know, really be their go-to jeweler you know, regardless of what's going on in their lives, they're not just popping in and getting one thing and then forgetting you and then finding another jeweler for the next occasion. Yeah. They're staying with you. Because yeah. um, you, you un- like you understand them a little deeper and a little better. Mm. Like when I have clients calling, I know what their taste is like when they're designing like uh, fine jewelry for their partner. I know yep. their background. I know what they like, what they don't like, and I can design something for the partner because I know she's an active mom or she's, yeah. she's a sporty mom and she needs something more practical and yeah. you, you understand and it's it's easier to design when you know them a little deeper than just surface level yeah absolutely how do you maintain that relationship with those clients between those events do you keep in contact with them with your marketing efforts or do you just reach out when you think the timing's right for that next I think so- socially you've got to be connected mm. um, and also for me it's really important to not just post stories or Instagram posts about business but I think it's important to also show a little vulnerability of who you really are Mm -hmm. and what you do behind the scenes and I do a lot of that on my Instagram Mm -hmm. because I want people to see that I'm a real person and you know real real people real stories we're not just you know sitting there pretty all day working with diamonds no you know we sometimes are in our sports gear and we're just like doing the whole office clean or we're out and about we're doing yep. workshop runs you'll see behind the scenes all the time if you jump onto my stories and have a look at what the girls and I are doing mm. I think that's a really good way and often um, clients and friends will message and say oh you're doing this you're doing that and vice mm. versa you know I follow my friends and clients as well and I always will comment and engage with them because I, I'm interested to know yeah how did the big day go yeah absolutely how did the engagement go yeah how did the holiday go send yeah. me some pictures let me know what's, what's happening yeah yeah exactly no that's really good I think that's it's a nice way to just um, yeah maintain that and it also will help you with word of mouth from them as yeah. well, knowing that, you know, you're sort of in the background there, they'll go, oh, no, I know who to refer my yeah. friends to yeah. because Shelly just liked my post. It's just, and, it's you know, such she a, just did my honestly thing. honestly such a compliment when, when you get a referral. Like, to, yeah. the, to this day, I'm just, I'm so humbled when people, like, will call up and say, hey, um, Sarah's given me your contact number. She said you did her engagement ring and, and they're looking for a ring and they, you know, want your help. It's yeah. just such a beautiful feeling yeah it must it's, feel it must feel really warming for yeah. you that you, yeah that's what you set out to do a, it's a reminder that you're you're doing something right yeah a hundred percent yeah and the look on their faces when they pick it up and any referrals yeah. to major tick boxes i would say tick, tick, tick. your strength is so inspiring i've always loved listening to you whenever you talk about multiple different things and you're part of the women in jewelry community and we've interviewed you for different things (laughs) before and i've loved sort of hearing how strong you are and how you just don't subscribe to some of the typical ailments that many of us sort of have i think that's absolutely impressive how do you find your strength and confidence when running your business strength (laughs) um Okay, how do I find my strength? I I really have harnessed the power of converting every negative experience, mm-hmm. every form of rejection, abandonment, heartbreak, everything, anything and everything that's happened to me neg- in a negative way, I've learned to harness that energy mm-hmm. and turn it into my fuel. 
Good. So a, a good example is when I'm at the gym mm-hmm. and, you know, you're running that last I don't know, kilometer and you just, you're burnt, you're done, you can't. I've reached so deep down in my <laughs> belly somewhere and I pull those experiences up and I convert it into my energy for today. So when I'm at work, it's the same thing. Mm. I think about those negative experiences and those people that, you know, try to like shut me down, people that wanted to cut suppliers from me because I was a new business and those things happen and you know, non competes and all all those nasty things. I think about those time times and remind myself that, you know, we've got to really just step it up and yeah. keep pushing and turn that negativity into your fuel. Yeah. Instead of letting it like tie you down and you know bring you to to the floor. No, yeah. That's not that. happening here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry. Now, now you said the second part of your question is confidence. Where does mm. that confidence come from? Mm. I genuinely genuinely believe confidence comes from failure. Mm-hmm. When you fall and you fail and you hurt and you crumble and you cry, mm-hmm. that's where your confidence is built. Mm-hmm. I love that because yeah. it's really – and it goes back to your original – one of your first comments too around failing. Yeah. And you going, have you know, to fail. Yeah. You have to trip and fall and fail. Yeah, 100%. And it, it, it does bring it, – it's, it's – well, I mean, you talk about diamonds – you know, diamonds are not made unless there's pressure involved. Yeah. And people who do have that level of resilience and level of pressure or stress or adversity that they've got to overcome do seem to be the ones that flourish yeah. even more so, which is, yeah, that's... Well, that's, that's where confidence is born, mm, like, mm. through the through the hardships, mm. because you, you, you build that grit and that experience. Yeah. And that's where confidence comes yeah, very good. Love it. Do you have, I mean, other than having to pull out something from deep in your belly when you're at the gym, <laughs> do you have other ways of yes. re-energizing yourself when yes. you are losing that a little bit? Absolutely. I read a lot. Yep. I read, I think on average, uh, one book every two and a half weeks. Oh, wow. That's so a I lot. I read a lot of books. And yep. whenever I'm a little lost in motivation, I turn to David Goggins. Yeah. If I'm a little down in sales drive, I look at Grant Cardone or Jordan Belford. Yep. So depending on where I'm at and what strength I need, I'll look at specific authors and yep. try to pull from those books what I need yep. so I can move to the next step. And the other part is having the right mentors. Yeah. Everyone needs mentors in their life for different things, for professional, for personal, for relationship. You need to have those mentors and those pillars around you that you mm. can lean on, people that you, you genuinely respect, mm. people that you can talk to about everything and anything without any judgment. Mm. We need those those people around us. And also we need to be those mentors for the people that are coming up behind us as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who Do you have mentors in the industry and outside the industry? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm always very connected to my current mentors and always yeah. looking for someone that I can, you know, grow with and someone that I can learn from. Yeah, fantastic. And how would you suggest people who are in your position who can maybe give back to a younger business owner or a student or somebody that's looking for mentorship what what advice would you give to people like you who can offer that i think uh be genuine if you are wanting to help someone Mm. be honest and genuine and real about the information that you're giving the coaching or the guidance that you're giving yeah um don't do it because you have to do it yeah because you genuinely want to see that person grow and flourish Mm. and for me i always think you know i i want i try to be that leader and i 
am always learning to be a better leader um, in, in, in my business mm-hmm. from the people that I you know coach and lead. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about being the leader that I always wish I had. Yeah. So I think that's a great way to, to kind of think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah that makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. You know no, I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It's like when you're a parent and you're like, oh, I need to be a little bit of a better parent than what my parents were or that type of thing. You, so you're always trying to sort of increase your, yeah. you know, that next generation's yeah. experience based on what you experience. Yeah, be I the suppose. leader that you wish you had. Yeah. Be the mother that you yeah. wish you had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, mum. But... <laughs> no, 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 direct no, 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 not just leaving things as the status quo from the previous yeah. generation, we're adding more to it, yeah. which I think is really important and we need to keep doing that too. Do you <laughs> think that there's a way that people who are in the industry True. can keep adding levels of professionalism or levels of skill to their business? How do they not keep the status quo? What do they need to do? What can you do to elevate your business? Yeah. Uh, I think one is through education. Yep through like if you're thinking about elevating your staff in terms of sales skills or practical skills you need to put them through courses Mm. and obtaining like certificates like for example practical diamond uh the practical diamond grading course yeah yeah the ga one yeah Yeah. um if you want them to have more hands-on experience and also to elevate their sales profession like their sales uh, sales skills yeah, through education. Yeah. What What's a skill that you'd like to learn more about? Have you got anything on your hit list that you want to upskill? Absolutely, in? yes. It's forever growing. Yeah? My list is so long. You've probably got earmarked books everywhere where I need, you know, <laughs> I want to increase think, that. Increases. Yeah. I think I would love to master more of the production side of things in jewellery. Yeah. And understanding, like, how all the software works and how to build a yep. ring and the different components getting to more of the technical side of things mm-hmm. yeah would be really good so when you're designing currently you work with a jeweler with the factory that they help you with the design well, first it go first it starts with my uh my pencil and my book that <laughs> makes really not much sense but i try my best <laughs> and then i go to the workshop and i say team we're creating this magical piece of jewelry <laughs> yeah, yeah perfect yeah, yeah perfect yeah that's a that's a great skill to learn to have more of that technical I suppose knowledge around yeah. um, creating something because it just means you'll be able to offer even more to your clients. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Anything else? What non-business related? What skill would you like to learn next? Oh right, yes, okay. <laughs> so I don't know if you've watched any of my stories, but uh, in the last few months I've been really practicing uh, on Instagram, speaking kind of on the spot in front of the camera. Oh, that's tough. Now it is tough. Yeah, right? it is tough. When I first started, I was nervous. I didn't know what to say. Like awkward angles. Yeah. But I'm practicing for something bigger, and at the moment, I'm practicing cool. to be a better public speaker, trying my best and learning to the best of my ability to to be a better public speaker. So all the Instagram stories that you see, yeah, they're just a stepping stone to a, a bigger, a bigger good. goal that I'm working towards. Oh, that's good. But the more yeah. you practice, the better you become. Yeah, hundred percent. The more natural you become at it. Yeah. So for anyone that is in jewellery or in any industry, you just got to practice being in front of the camera and you'll become better and better and quicker and 
more natural at it. Yeah, yeah. It's surprising how difficult it is, though, when you sort of see people doing it all the time right. and you don't realise they probably had 20 takes yes. before they got to the one that they yeah. were okay about releasing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been there. It's not yet. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's harder than it looks. So, so practice more. Yeah, absolutely. You can always delete it if you don't like it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, for the perfect diamond, where do you see your business going in the next year versus in the next five to ten years? In the next year, I definitely would love to have a bigger bigger space, a bigger uh, office space mm-hmm. to cater for more employees, to cater for you know, more, more space, more room for diamonds, more room for jewellery, more room, more room for us to move around in. I think in the short term, that's what, what we're working towards. In the next five to ten years, I think definitely multiple locations, right? That's yeah. that's, that's what, what I want to do. Mm. Any overseas? I think that's definitely in the long term. Mm. But in the short term, you definitely have to master what's kind of in front of you first mm-hmm. and get that business 100% sound and ready and those mm-hmm. foundations nice and strong before you replicate your business to another state or another Mm. country. I was watching a Michelle Obama thing Mm. yesterday and she was basically saying exactly that, where she's like, you need to focus on what you have in front of you, focus on your your own home, your own backyard, before you can worry about anything else outside of that. And I think that sort of hit home a bit too with just... Yeah, a lot of people, especially if they are starting their business, they are focusing on everything else rather than maybe what the core of their business is. Yeah, look at uh, Starbucks, for example. Yeah. They they grew very quickly at a short amount of time and a lot of the stores just kind of closed, right? Yeah. There was a quick explosion of stores in a very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. And there's lots of them, I think, that are like that even now. You know, there's some... I won't name them, but some, you know, big makeup brands that are growing at exponential rates yeah. and yet their behind the scenes is not necessarily as organised as what yeah. it needs to be in order to facilitate that growth or that, you know, continued not, growth. Yeah, if you're not properly set up in your home ground mm. and you decide to grow and expand, mm. it's going to be a, a little difficult. So right? do you have a time frame that you'd like to open up another, a bigger office or... That's the first next year, and I think that within the next year, big yep. office for sure. Yeah, like we just don't have poor Sienna and Ali and myself. The three of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just getting Small a little, space. Getting a little squishy in there. <laughs> um, so, uh, upgrading the space is on the cards, but waiting for the right space. Yeah, you don't want to just move because you have to move now. You need to move in a place where it feels right, the energy is right, the yeah. sunlight's right. Yeah, you, know, you can't just move because you need to move right now. Yeah, no, you've got yeah. to choose the right right suite in the right space yeah cool what else have you got on the cards for the perfect diamond do you have um other goals you'd like the business to achieve in the next couple of years i have found myself actually really really falling in love with social media Mm -hmm. in terms of content creation Mm -hmm. i just really enjoy that so i think perfect diamond on this side and maybe some social media content creation of some sort on the other side okay cool stay yeah. tuned stay tuned <laughs> see what we're going to produce and what's going to be happening yeah nice okay shelly what is your perfect diamond <laughs> describe this question your perfect diamond my perfect diamond oh <laughs> my perfect diamond in terms of engagement ring anything what would be your Drool worthy, I have to have that absolute perfect diamond. 
I have to have that. Well, I already have it. <laughs> okay. But in my eyes, I definitely think it is such a rare and unique and special piece, um, pink argyle diamonds. Mm -hmm. It's a real piece of history that Australia produces. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, mines are now closed, limited you know, pink diamonds that are available in the market to people. So if you have the ability to own a few of the pieces, I think it is just such a special, special little piece of history, naturally mined Argyle diamonds. That's kind of what I see as my perfect diamond. They're just so special. <laughs> and their colours are incredible. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Right? Like yeah. one, two, three, P, P, P. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah, stunning. Very beautiful. Love it. Very good. Well, hopefully we'll see one on your hand on social media <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. I'm still waiting for that five-carat lab Sure. Shelley, you're part of the community Women in Jewellery. Absolutely. What do you think of the group? Women in jewellery, it is definitely changing the old ways of the jewellery industry. It is a platform where women come together and are able to connect, share stories, support and talk to each other. Whereas before, unheard of. Yeah. Unheard of. It seems to be a really safe space yes. for women to ask questions and yes. to just be, and be in vulnerable. a... Yeah, be vulnerable. And, be, I think and that's how the big good thing. is it coming together at a, an event Yeah, and meeting someone from another company that yeah. you know, you've heard of but you, you you don't know who they look like, yeah. you don't know what they look like, you don't know who they are but you know their name. Yeah. It's just a great way to connect with people in our industry in yeah. such a valuable group. Yeah. Um, it just stays together and constantly grows and... We constantly just support and love each other. Yeah. I was really um, surprised at the um, Women in Jewelry launch party at the Melbourne Jewelry mm. Industry Fair. I saw so many jewellers in the room. I mean, there was so many people anyway. There was about 60 women in the room. But so many of them I'd seen and followed on social media. I felt like I was meeting celebrities. I was like, oh, my God, that's that jeweller that I was following. It was yes, really like, it's been like that. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe how I felt even walking in going, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be meeting this person and how exciting and that's them in the it's flesh. Star so yeah. starstruck. Yeah. It was um it was amazing. And when you meet them, you realise that they're just, real just people. another person and real people, mm. stories, mm. nothing mm. crazy. They're just another wife, mother, business yep. owner just like yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was really a very grounding thing to sort of be part of, yeah. I think, that first like, launch party. It was really good. It was beautiful. So, yeah, we've got some cool things happening too for the fair in Sydney, which will be really fun August. just for women in jewellery. Yeah, yeah, August 26th to the 28th. And um, we've got some people coming in from overseas that will do just specific workshops for the women in jewelry yes. group which is really exciting yeah, um and then i know we've got other bits and pieces organized for like walks in the morning and mm. you know some sort Maybe of catch-ups oh i didn't kayaking, hear that canoeing. but that sounds good yes I okay okay on the that. grapevine yeah. nice okay cool <laughs> with that yeah anything i think that we can do that's like engaging and yeah. brings people together on a different level why not i know i agree yeah it is a really exciting group so if anyone's wanting to join, head to wijcommunity.com and you can join through the website or you can look us up on Facebook as well. The link is there. And Instagram. And Instagram, which <laughs> Shelley manages for us, which is amazing. <laughs> Do it my best. <laughs> so, yeah, head, head along. If, if you're a woman in the industry, come along and join the group. Um, you have a lot of fun and find like 
minded women who can support your business. So it's uh, it's good. Yeah, I'm glad you're involved. It's really cool. Shelley, thank you so much for joining us today on the Jules podcast. I really appreciate your time and coming down to visit me and we'll, I'm sure, see you very soon. Yes, I hope so. Thank you for having me. The Jewelers Podcast is part of the Jewellery Industry Network. Whether you're a jeweller, retailer, valuer, gemologist, teacher or student, the Jewellery Industry Network is here to help you build your business in the jewellery industry. Join us today with a free membership at www.jewelleryindustrynetwork.com. We can't wait to work with you. Thanks so much for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe using your favourite podcast player. See you next time.